0: Be strong and courageous, act like men. The words of Joshua to the people of Israel should ring in the ears of every man throughout his life. Be strong, be courageous and play the man. Often we misinterpret what he means here though. Joshua is preparing his people for war. He's telling his men how they should behave themselves on the battle lines, how they should carry themselves, how they should fight. Possess courage. Be strong and formidable. That's how you act like a man. But in the battle to make it across no man's land, through the trench warfare of the dating world with your testimony and your testicles intact, what we're really saying is that you must go to war with yourself. The temptation to hide your sin, the temptation to refuse to confess your sin, the temptation to hide who you really are from a potential spouse is not just sinful, it's weak. It's afraid, and it is the opposite of courage. And not just the need to be known and examined by your potential mate, but the courage to examine them as well, to risk the relationship, to ask the deep and probing questions, to begin a higher degree of emotional vulnerability and intimacy intentionally, to lay yourself bare without your armor on and invite your potential spouse to do the same. This is is a terrifying experience for many. It means now they know where the soft points are. They know how to destroy you. They know how to hurt you if they wanted to. And ultimately, it means that you must trust the Lord with your reputation. Be strong. Be courageous. Act like a man. Get to know your potential spouse and let them get to know you. Otherwise you'll wind up covenantally committed to someone that you don't know and doesn't know you. And in our experience as pastors, that doesn't always end well. Welcome to another episode of No Man's Land, the Reformed Man's Guide to Christian Dating. Alright, so in our last episode of No Man's Land, we talked about all kinds of important things that you need to understand, not just on the first date, but throughout the dating time. The discovery yeah. period. Period of discovery. Yeah. And discussion. You, that's right. Where you determine compatibility. Mm, it's important. According to biblical guidelines. And so today I thought it would be fun if we looked at what kind of questions the secular world says we should ask. Questions to ask on a first date. Well, technically this list says second date. Okay. <laughs> okay. but But, okay. you know, same difference. Um, so question number one. Are we on a date right now? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's a trap. Absolutely not. <laughs> you are gay. <laughs> I missed the button. Ha! Gay. There it is. We found it that time. I lost where my buttons were. All right. So, question number one: What is your happiest childhood memory? Getting a Nintendo, <laughs> dude. That was a Sega for me. I remember that. I remember that. What a stupid question to ask. <laughs> Is this just I think this list is just so you can have something to talk about? Are we on the second yeah. date and we already don't have anything to talk about? Well, it's already painful for me. <laughs> I I abhor <have> chit-chat. <laughs> it's the worst. Wait, here's another good one. You ready? Yes. Have you ever been bullied by Deacon's wives? Are you a victim? Are you a victim of church hurt <laughs> by rich people in the church? Oh, oh man.
1: What pastor hasn't been bullied? Right? <laughs> I wasn't bullied until I became a pastor.
0: Oh, Somebody told me the other day, they said, I think that pastors are the original influencer. I was like, actually, the exact opposite of that has been my experience. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Question number three. Um, Let's see. What are your pet peeves? Tell me about your pet peeves. Mm, Pet peeves. (laughs) I am especially
1: annoyed by the lack of floor space on the side of my bed.
0: (laughs) I like to be able to put my feet down on the floor and
1: not have laundry under them. (laughs)
0: is a very specific a pet, peeve. pet peeve another pet peeve I could, uh,
1: maybe i could think of pet peeves i you know honestly the lord has sanctified me to such a degree
0: whoa you have no pet peeves that i
1: have or you have a short list i have mortified the flesh <laughs> and crucified all pet
0: peeves <laughs> i don't know that i have one if my oh, wife was here she could probably tell me what oh, they were i could tell you some you think what oh. tell me which one do you think i'm I got. just saying i'm just saying i'm just,
1: <laughs> I don't want to say it on air. Listen, we all have—we all have our pet peeves. I'll give you mine. Okay, touching the glass on a door. That's my children. <laughs>
0: if you go to the part the ice cream parlor, you go anywhere, you don't touch the glass. Someone has to clean that glass. Don't touch it. I actually talked to my son about this recently. i got my wife a new car and he sits down and I, I think he must have like picked his nose and rubbed it on the window next. Yeah. <laughs> having yeah, having spent 8 years
1: in the military, I have a lot of cleanliness pet peeves and i've just had to <laughs> crucify
0: those over and over again raising a family of four children oh my gosh all right all right that's, that's all
1: that's all we got give me some other ones rapid fire we
0: got a few ones okay uh what about this what no i'm not gonna ask that one that's too far <laughs> what's your dream job pastor <laughs> does anybody actually choose this job i didn't choose it. <laughs> It shows me. I don't think anybody does. I tell the story to people all the time about how we did not want to move here. Yeah, that's <laughs> how The true. Lord made us. I testify to that. Oh, man. Um, what's the worst job you ever had <laughs> in connection <Pastor>. to that? <laughs> Dude. we on a roll. We have either we're, won our audience or, or lost, we've lost them it. forever. They've all slowly stopped listening as we've been going we through We better cut this out and get to the uh, oh meat of gosh. the matter. Guys welcome to another episode of no man's land the podcast designed to help men in transition whoops not that way make it across the enemy lines with their testimony intact make it through the dating sphere make it through from foxhole to foxhole from single to married with their testimony and their testicles intact -ah. (laughs) (laughs) oh man what are we talking about
1: today Well, today we're going to be talking ultimately about transparency. Mm. It doesn't sound manly, but it takes a real man to be truly transparent, to lay it on the line. Okay, okay, to lay your reputation, to lay it all on the line,
0: just as Jesus laid down his life and for his bride. Transparency, like what kind of transparency? Well, we're we're going to be talking
1: primarily about conversational transparency. Oh, okay. Okay. But then if we have enough time, we're going to move on to all of life transparency. Okay, But I think the thing that we really need the most help with in the dating realm is conversational transparency. How to spot it, how to practice it, because here's the thing. We cannot be unequally yoked. Mm. So you got to know. You need to know. Is that, a, know is that, that a fellow person. ox mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or is that a zebra? Are we going to pull straight or not? And, and you're not going to know if the other is not willing to be conversationally transparent. And, that's right. And honestly, this might be, if if girls, if young ladies are listening to our podcast, this might be the one they need to listen to the most. Mm. Because it's very often it's men who struggle with being vulnerable in their speech. Mm. Maybe mm. that's just a stereotype, but I've heard that enough to, perhaps there's some validity to it. Mm. Mm. But being vulnerable, being open, truly showing your true and total self, Who you past, really present, are. and future, mm-hmm. is necessary if you're going to get engaged. We've been going through this structure 100%. on how to go from single to married, mm-hmm. and we've made it all the way to the betrothal slash the engagement Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we're mm -hmm, pushing mm -hmm. the pause button on the process Mm -hmm. we're slowing it down and we're going to be cultivating this idea of conversation how do we work on relational intimacy phileo love companionship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how do we work on conversations so that both parties get all the way to the point where they're being totally transparent mm. so you can really determine compatibility. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. not easy. That's why you need a time of discovery.
0: Right. And really takes time. When we say things like conversational relational intimacy, we're not talking about physical. We're not talking about romantic. No. We're talking about something we're talking about a knowledge of the other person. And this is what's going to actually make your relationship strong. This is something that you have with your your bro friends,
1: right? The true friends that you have know you, and you are open and vulnerable with them, right? Right. You you don't police your language. You don't have a PR campaign or mm-hmm. PR firm monitoring mm-hmm. everything you say. There's no teleprompter. You're open. You're honest. You're vulnerable, and you mm-hmm. don't and you believe they're going to accept it for what it is, and right. they're going to hear it in the most charitable light. That's what right. makes them your friends, right? But you didn't you didn't start that way, right? That's right. That took that's a long right. time. This is phileo love. This is companionship. This is brotherly love. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of love you have with your brothers in Christ, mm-hmm. with close friends. Mm-hmm. This is something that's good to develop even if you don't end up getting married. Right. Because, right. it, you know, and if you do get married, oh, you have to have this conversational transparency and openness developed so that you can be truly friends absolutely There's, that's that's the overview that's the thesis uh, but we're going to work our way slowly to that particular point okay okay Make sense yeah no, but, it, sounds it, but honestly if they're not ready to be conversational if mm-hmm. they can't get to this point mm-hmm. you can't get married to them mm. if they're
0: not willing to be open if they're not willing that's to be right. vulnerable you got to be mm. naked mm. well not you know figuratively
1: like <laughs> Let me try that again. (laughs) Figuratively before literally. Oh, man, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, if they're not willing to be naked, Adam Mm. and Eve, naked, figuratively, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. conversationally, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then they're not ready to be naked literally. It's very important. That is a that's a good way to put. How that. else are you going to know if they are bone of f- bone and flesh of flesh? Mm. How
0: are you going to know if they're equally yoked? Right, and we do that. We do it the opposite way, right? Like we right. we instead, or we as in the culture in which we live says, well, you got to be physically intimate first to figure out if you're really compatible. Yeah, that's mutual usury. That's not covenantal marriage
1: mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's get out uh, out of the gate here with the first type of communication. This is basic. This is stranger communication this Mm -hmm. is cliche communication
0: oh yeah this is chit chat Mm. that's your favorite kind of conversation isn't it you love chit chat i hate chit chat (laughs) how you doing great that's fine if we can just leave it there Weather's nice
1: outside today don't you think it is it is great i'm actually i'm just terrible at it i don't hate it (laughs) I love the idea of it, <laughs> to be able to go to the gas station, to be able to banter with the the waiter or the waitress in in cliches and it to be natural and feel comfortable. I just feel I just feel so awkward at it. It just doesn't saw, roll off my tongue. Saw that
0: Saints game the other day. Man,
1: I'd love to be able to have that. gift. <laughs> but you see that cliche communication. That's like that's layer one layer one that's that, first that's the first rung of the ladder that's the conversation you have with the person checking you out at the gas station yes <laughs> and by checking out i mean not taking checking your money uh, yeah like your uh, money. <laughs> we should right. clear this is a dating podcast <laughs> taking your money receiving your service certificates mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. dollar bills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right that's the sort of conversation you have with them oh yeah. well, hey uh, you know it's late at night uh, wow you work in the night shift tonight yeah mm. Yeah, oh, it's got to be tiring. Oh. Long night, huh? Yeah, long night. Woo. I mean, you like it? And if if they get if they take it to a deeper level, mm.
0: it's awkward, isn't it? Yeah. Well, actually, I hate my job. Actually.
1: <laughs> oh. Do you know I, of any opportunities? I, uh, I I wasn't prepared. I was I was just trying How's to How's it going? Honestly, it's been awful. A terrible day <laughs> at home. <laughs> Oh, no. With the children.
0: Oh, right. gosh. Yeah, I know. Now it's, we're just it's, going deeper and deeper every time. But
1: you can see someone like that when they do that <laughs> and they open up and they go beyond cliche communication. What it really is. When they is, do it too soon. But it's because they're lonely, though. Mm, they're lonely. They are. Yeah. They want a friend. And right. so that is part of the process of developing a friend is that you expand your conversation. You mm. open up your vulnerable mm-hmm. with the hopes that the other person will reciprocate. Mm. That's true. That's how you develop friendships. That's very true. But it's they're doing it too soon soon probably because they're lonely probably because they don't have friends yeah
0: that makes sense yeah or yeah, they see you
1: as a potentially like a, a friendly person or you know mm-hmm. best
0: case scenario so how do we okay so let's say we're we're establishing the early relationship here yeah the or, the first date the early on in the date, there's going to be a lot of this sort of cliche cliche conversation you know you're just talking through then then when do we move into the next phase what is the next phase
1: well this is an organic process
0: okay I mean, we. Are, I need an we're, algebraic we're, equation here, Brandon. I know, I know, <laughs> and we are offering a structure for reformed men. There are guys out there taking notes as we say all this stuff right now. Somebody yeah. just got frustrated and said, "There's no list." Yeah, tell me the list. Look, it has to be natural. Mm.
1: If it's not natural, if it's not going well, and it's not developing from cliche communication to the next level, which what we're going to call fact communication, or um, you know, just the facts, ma'am. Communication. Mm. <laughs> if it doesn't develop to that, well, you're going nowhere. Mm. Right. So facts, if, facts. Communication, like what? Facts. Communication is where you're beginning to you're you're telling your life story a bit. Oh, okay. Telling yeah. about your your friends, your family, your church. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from your job. Your career. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's objective discussion of facts. There's lots of. Mm. indicative statements
0: okay yeah and
1: there's going to be a lot of interrogative statements a lot of questions well what was your childhood like maybe Mm. and and depending on the degree to which someone answers it can go beyond fact to more vulnerable conversation Mm. but if if it's someone that you're not willing to be open with you're not going to be transparent with you keep it right there at facts oh you keep it at the facts it was good That's, that's right it might be gossiping can be a fact conversation Oh, like You're going on a date with someone and you're both in the same church. Mm. Well, you have certain people in your life in common. And mm. so you can talk about them. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got it. You ever been <laughs> in groups like that where no <laughs> one's got anything to talk about except the other people. mutual
0: acquaintance that they have. Hey, oh, yeah, it's okay. fact communication. And they're not there, so it's easy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right, fact communication, and it doesn't have to necessarily be negative things about other people. You're just talking about things you have in common, the church, yeah. or mm-hmm. how you wish the uh, you know the worship leader would do this or not do that, or oh, I wish the pastor would give me more thirty percent application and seventy <laughs> percent uh, exposition. You know, you're talking about things. It's just fact. You're right, telling stories, right, even. right? Right. Telling stories from your childhood, telling stories from college, mm. telling stories over and over again. Mm. Perhaps Hmm. you're the kind of person that tells stories
0: more than once to the same person. I am definitely that person. Right. This is still fact. I forget who I told certain things to, so I just have to keep saying it again. There you go. Giving data, analysis,
1: statistics. (laughs) But you're still holding that person at arm's length. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't open
0: you up. But then things things go well. Let's say things go well. If things are going well, You continue to enter deeper into this conversational intimacy that's happening here. Mm -hmm. And the next layer would be, we move from fact to opinion, opinions, see that. Yeah. That makes total sense. Cause then like I see this happen as you get to know people, at least in the South, you know, I don't know if we've got listeners in other Mm -hmm, part of the country, mm -hmm. they might see it a different way, but down here you don't really get to politics or anything like that or religion. Until later in the relationship, you got your, you got your first few layers, facts, you got your, your cliche moments. And then when politics enters the conversation, everybody's kind of, what's about to happen?
1: Let me put you on the spot. What's about to happen? Let me put you on the spot. Okay, go. If I were to begin to list the names of individuals that you know, (laughs) how long would it take you? To tell me, yes or no, I can discuss politics with them.
0: (laughs) I'd be able to do it pretty fast. Yes, yes, (laughs) no, 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 no. (laughs) there are rules yeah, or, or
1: religion or religion. Mm-hmm. Recently, mm-hmm. you had an interview with a witch. That's true. Clearly a different religion than you. Correct. And you had to, and this is just part of the dynamics of communication. At the very beginning, you had to lay out so many qualifiers <laughs> because you're like, I'm about to share opinions and be vulnerable with you. And I just want you to know my intentions are good. You know, I'm yeah. not a threat to you yeah. because you're going from, from fact and cliche right. to transparent, you're like laying out the basis of your entire, um, you know, your entire worldview. Right. You're right. laying out your philosophical fundamentals. Right. What you stand on, you're exposing the foundations of your entire lifestyle within five minute conversation. Yes. And that yes. that is so. It's so not normal. It requires in, a lot. It requires a lot uh, oh, before em- you can even get in there, and it's emotionally yeah. draining. Yeah. But that's what podcasts are. Sometimes you're you're it's a yeah. it's a format set up to go straight in. Yep. But you had you put those qualifiers in there because it's not it's kind of not natural, right? Like you wouldn't do that at the gas station or at a restaurant,
0: right? Now I'm gonna say a bunch yeah. of things to you that are you know this is how I am. For some person you just met pumping right. gas
1: on the street, you would try to kill me, <laughs> but we're in a studio with microphones, <laughs> right? You do. But that's opinion and witnesses. Communication. <laughs> but notice it. But when you open up with opinions, yeah. you're exposing yourself right. to response. Right. To right.
0: negative critique. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You 100%. see what I mean?
1: Yeah. If you don't share opinions, if you keep that in whatever, um, in a council meeting or a, a town hall or a board meeting or right. a conference or any area where you have conversation and, and communication, if you keep your opinions to yourself, right. you're not going to have the ire of the crowd. You're not going to have people looking at you sideways because you're not vulnerable. Because you're not vulnerable, you yeah. just you're just the facts. Just the facts, the stats, the data, the mm-hmm. stories, the gossip, right? Mm-hmm. The clichés. But when mm-hmm. you share an opinion, and an opinion is something is is an unverifiable fact. That's what an opinion is, mm-hmm. according mm-hmm. to the logic books. Mm-hmm. It can't be verified on the spot. Mm-hmm. And like, we're not all just walking research databases, right. you know, we're not AI. So we can't immediately verify every opinion that we have. Right. And, and so it, it stays in the realm of opinion, at least in that conversation. And mm-hmm. they can say, well, this is what I think. Mm. I think we ought to have a lot of children because the Bible says be fruitful and multiply. Mm. Well, I think that we should have however many people, however many children the Lord says we should have. Mm. Well, you see, in that area, we agree.
0: right are there some opinions you want to know from your uh, potential spouse well obviously kids and how they interpret be fruitful and multiply that would be a huge one
1: yeah how do you discipline children Mm. how do you plan on it at least Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how do you vote (laughs) yeah you're gonna want to know that one for sure who do you think would be the best candidate for the republican primary what do
0: you think the qualifiers are for elected officials yeah where do you find those?
1: What are the roles of men and women? Mm-hmm. These are things that are coming at you quick, and, and you don't have enough time to give an entire systematic theology of marriage roles. Right.
0: And if you—there's a benefit, though. If you came up in the same church, if you've if you've known each other since you were young— you got most of that. Yeah. You, well, you've out been already.
1: discipled and your pastors have laid out the cases for you. So it's been verified over your entire childhood. So you're going to be all right. So you're going to move past all of that. Right. You're going right. to be okay. But yeah. you get into that opinion. That's where someone can push back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's where someone can pass judgment. Mm-hmm. And that takes vulnerability. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And you don't do it with strangers. You don't do it with people you don't trust. Right. That's right. Keep those opinions to yourself because, well, you don't want to have the extra hassle Mm -hmm. of having to defend yourself from, uh, you know, being stabbed in the back. But if you're in the dating
0: sphere and you're trying to marry this person, you got to figure some stuff out. You got to get there. Yeah. And if you can't get there, then you got to shut it down. That's right. If you're trying to build trust and it's not going anywhere, and you're not getting to that point, and if that man shut it
1: down, it's usually the man.
0: But if that man or that
1: woman is not willing to to evolve mm. and to get into the opinion level of communication, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're not moving forward correctly. That's right. That's right. But then
0: there it goes beyond that though. It goes to emotional it communication. Whoa, what does that mean? What is an emotional communicator? Well what are your feelings, <laughs> right? How do you feel about this? Oh I see, I see. I see. What are your hopes? What are your fears? Mm. What do you like, dislike? Yeah, that takes some deep level trust right there.
1: Now it's not even an opinion. You're not even trying to say it's true. You're just saying this is how I feel.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Like
1: I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's true. I certainly can't verify it. I'm just telling you I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel icky. Yeah, I don't even I don't even, I can't even tell you why, but I don't like it. Yeah. Aspirations, disappointments, joys, sorrows, needs, dreams, failures, desires, mm. stresses. Sources of fulfillment, discouragements, burdens. So
0: that does take a heavy amount of trust between two people to be like, I don't like that. Why? I just don't like it. I'm just trying to open (laughs) up to you and tell you that's what I'm afraid of.
1: It's not an accusation. It's not an even opinion. (laughs) I'm afraid this might happen. I have no facts at hand to back I'm this up. I'm not willing to verify <laughs> that I'm not able to provide the statistical data. I'm afraid this could be what's happening. Yeah,
0: that's a that is a very yep, that's a very intimate form of communication for sure.
1: It is. For sure. You can only do this with people you trust. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or people you want to trust. Mm. And
0: if you're going to marry this person, you got to get there. And you kind of have to somebody has to put themselves out there first. Mhm. Somebody's got to be the one to say I feel this way. I feel insecure in these areas. I feel insecure telling you my insecurities Mm -hmm. (laughs) because what's the fear? You know, what's the fear? Yeah. That they find out. And then now they know the nuke to press, they know the button or they just know about you and they'll go tell somebody else. Yeah. There's there's the show naked and unafraid. I think it's naked and afraid. Well, to be naked before someone
1: emotionally (laughs) is to be afraid. (laughs) You're putting yourself out there. Will they reciprocate? Will they also be vulnerable? Can you love that person unconditionally, even though you don't share those opinions and you don't have those same fears? Because mm. they're going to have different fears than you're going to have. They're going to have different hopes than you're going to have. Mm. Can you share your aspirations? I've always wanted to be a missionary
0: to Afghanistan. There's some source of, of easy conflict right there. Absolutely. Yeah. But
1: if you're going to marry this person, yeah. you yeah. need to know them. You really need to know them. 100%. Right. And if you don't... They, mm. That's why That's you have to have play. a time of discovery mm-hmm. before
0: eros love, before sexual intimacy. Because you got to get through all this. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't get through this and the sexual chemistry is awakened too soon, mm-hmm. you're not going to care about this. You're going to be like, no, mm-hmm. we're in love. We're faith. We, oh gosh, look how much we care for one another. No, mm-hmm. no you're an idiot. You'll begin to make excuses.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll turn a blind eye. We'll figure all this out later. And that bed that you li- you make is going to be tough to lie in. For real. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But then we finally get to our final and ultimate stage of communication, which is transparent, total transparent communication.
0: Now that's like, woof, that's everything. That's all in, mm-hmm. total emotional and personal truthfulness, vulnerability, mm-hmm. and this is incredibly important because the person that you're dating is a candidate for marriage. Now you don't you don't obviously jump in on you know level five right, right. on the first date. That'd probably be a bad idea. That's desperate. (laughs) That signals desperate. Don't go in that far. Mm -hmm. But there is a sense in which if you don't get there before you're married, this is a very high You're not ready to be married. You're not ready. You're not ready to cleave. Well, just think about the degree of risk that you're taking. That's yeah, a, an you're, insane you're, amount of risk. You're hoping that there's nothing out there. You're hoping that there's no skeletons in the closet. You're hoping right. that that you guys identify 100%. Now that you're about to enter into covenant, you can't enter into an irrevocable covenant. One m- flesh. Most cases, without having this piece put it together.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat>
0: but see, the you world need to who know,
1: like yeah, you need to know their past, mm-hmm. their health. -hmm. Their financial Mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Their debt. What are they planning to do with their house? Mm. Their cars? Their personal finance strategies. What's their mission? Their feelings, their missions, their worldview, their philosophy of life. Where are they life. going? What do they want to do with their life? You need to know everything about them if you're going to be one flesh. And if they're not willing to be figuratively naked before you, mm. they're not ready to be literally naked before you. Mm. You need this ultimate That's vulnerability
0: of speech. I'm going to save that
1: illustration for later. That's, That's a good. good one. Ultimate vulnerability of speech. Mm. And here's the thing. This is what it requires. Mm. Self-sacrificial love. Okay, explain that. Well, if, if you've ever been trying to work for unity with another brother in Christ, mm-hmm. you're working for unity with the hopes of one day collaborating together. You have to develop these sorts of communication techniques. Mm-hmm. You're ex- you're beginning to be on a team together. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than being on a team when there's no emotional transparent communication. Mm. You don't know what the other people are thinking. Mm. There's not going to be any unity. There's not going to be any collaboration. Mm. You can't. Mm. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be on a team, you're working on all these various things. Well, I but when, for you to initiate that as the leader, mm-hmm. they might then take it the wrong way. They might use it against you. Mm. They might use the information that you tell them in an open, vulnerable situation right. as ammunition against you in a later conversation. That's right. That happens all the time. That's mm-hmm. the essence of betrayal. Mm-hmm. And so, when you put yourself out there for the good of the for the good of the relationship, you're, That's really, you're, dying to self.
0: you're, you're sacrificing yourself. Yeah, I see exactly. You're, what you're initiating
1: saying. vulnerability so that they will in turn reciprocate mm-hmm. and respond with vulnerability. Right. And it's really it's what Christ did on the cross for us. Yes. I see it really that. is. I see that. You, you see you're saying, "Look, I'm not trying to maneuver here at all." Mhm. This I'm is who trying, I am. I, this is what I believe, this is what I fear, this is what I hope, this is what I'm going for. This is all my baggage. Are you this on is my is team? My are yeah. you on my team? Are we doing this or not? That takes that you got to be willing to die. You got to be willing. You got to believe in the cause. Right. Right. you got to be willing to die with self-sacrificial love for that. You're not trying to manipulate, you're not trying to maneuver. There's no secret agendas. You're not playing them. All your cards are on the table. Right. Before the Eros hits. Absolutely. Before you lose your brain. And if they won't put their cards on the table. Abort. 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 Absolutely.
0: Hit it out. Maybe say for the first time, hey, your cards aren't on the table. There's stuff we're not talking about here. Are we going to get there or are we are we as deep as we're going to be? Yeah. And if you can't go any deeper, shut that bad boy down. Amen. Done. Amen. Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of No Man's Land, a reformed man's guide to Christian dating. Please like, review, share this podcast with your friends. Let us know how we're doing. And until next time, thank you for listening.